Well, again, the the idea that I was trying to expound is that the more time I spend hanging out with Jesus. So this campaign is called 40 Days with Jesus. Yeah. And it's the premise, what if I hung out with Jesus every day for 40 days? Would that change me? And the answer is yes. Because the more I hang out with him, read his word and worship and pray, the more I begin to see the way he sees. Right. The, more, the way I understand myself and other people the way he does. Right. So I like to put it this way. A disciple thinks as Jesus thinks. We believe that there is always more to God's word and that if we dig a little deeper, we will find truth that will take us on a journey of amazing life change, a life of deeper hope, deeper truth, and deeper grace. Let's jump right in. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Deeper Grace Podcast. My name is Graham. I get the honor of hosting this thing, and I'm here, as always, with the one, the only, P-Dub, Pastor Wayne Murray. How you doing, man? I am doing well. How are you doing, Graham? I'm I'm doing good. I'm a little, I'm a little upset, honestly, because it's going to snow tonight. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I don't like it. Yeah. Well, here it is, mid to late April, and it's going to snow tonight. That is wrong. Is it? Is that rare? Does it, it happen it's like rare. that? Okay, it's, it is. It happened a few years ago, Okay. but uh, yeah, it's not normal. Good. We're, we're in baseball season, man. We're You're supposed to be outside playing this. baseball. That's we're not what supposed to be doing this. I'm thinking. Right. Speaking of that, how's your team doing? My team is yeah. in first place, the Cincinnati Reds. Come on, somebody. I know. We wanted to document. I wanted to give you an opportunity to document Thank that. you for that. We'll see what happens in a few <laughs> months, but yeah. Right? Yeah. And then uh, now, are you, are you helping Braden coach as well? Yeah, my son uh, Braden is coaching middle school baseball, so I'm the scorekeeper. Hey, you know, so which I know how to do. Takes a lot of effort. He he recruited a much more knowledgeable baseball player, his friend Brandon, who played college baseball to help him out. So that's awesome. They're, they're having fun, doing good. That's awesome. Yeah, I love baseball. Me too. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people say it's boring. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I like to say it's a thinking man's game. So if you don't like to think about what you're doing, <laughs> you're not going to enjoy it. Then there's that. It's a slash. I hear the boos in the crowd. That's right. <laughs> they don't like that. What crowd like that. are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> people who like underwater basket waving. Anyway, because that's a sport. So last Sunday... Uh, we went through the story of the woman at the well, mm-hmm. right? Which last week on the podcast I mentioned was one of my favorites. You love that story. I do. Taylor uh, works with me in the Grace Students Department. That's her favorite. So this is like a this it, and and I found favorite. I found in our small groups that we're leading uh, where we're discussing the story from Sunday. It seems to be everybody's favorite. Or yeah. like really high up there. Why and do you I, think that is? Well, I think it's something you told me last week. The reason she doesn't have a name in this story is because it's our story. Yeah. I can insert my name. You can insert yours. She's us. Yeah. She's all of us. We can identify with her. Yeah. And I, I wow. think that's powerful. I loved in the clip we sh- showed. So if you haven't, if you didn't get to see it, um, we showed a clip from The Chosen, the series that is out. Right. Episode um, one, season eight, is the story of the woman at the well. Man. And I tell you what, now they you know, they had to add some things for the dramatic effect. Right. But it, I, it's not to say that that stuff didn't happen, because who knows? It could have, right? Mm-hmm. John makes it very clear. He didn't record all of it, right? Because he right. couldn't have. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is I feel like it really put a human emotion to it, right? Because when you read the story... Unless you know the context historically and culturally and all of that stuff, it just is like this real random interaction. Right. 
but it it took all that into all the context it put into the story without even having to say it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it did a really good job, yeah, bringing her to a a relatable character. Is that make if that makes sense? Yeah, humanized her. Yes, um, and him. He's so far in the chosen. And again, you can watch all of that on the on the app called The Chosen. Right. Uh, so far, they've done an, a very good job of telling the story of the Gospels through the eyes of the people. And um, it's very, uh, all of the characters are very human. Yes. And I think a part of what's so powerful about it and why it's growing and being so well received is because of the human element. The 100%. disciples are not painted as perfect. They right. are far from it. And the people that follow, it's kind of messy. Yeah. You know, and Jesus, whoever that actor is, born to play Jesus, yeah. he laughs. He, he's a joy to be around. He's I'm so like, good. That's Jesus, 100%. man. 100%. Yeah. So I love it. You know, I, I thought the other day, because I think if you think about it, and this this kind of leads us into the, the whole topic, right? If you think about the Gospels, they're written to a specific group of people. Contextually right. speaking, whenever you read the Bible, you want to make sure you know who who's the author and who is he writing to. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we miss some very fine details in these that weren't included because they weren't necessary because of who they were writing to would automatically understand some things. Right. I feel like The Chosen is taking the story of Jesus and just simply putting it not rewriting it, but writing it to the, the now audience. To like the 21st century. To us, right. Yeah. Which is, I feel like why it's so relatable is because now we're seeing them in a way that we are going, that we can relate to. Is that, if that I think sense? that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. Which then, you know, kind of brings us to the, the story was, and you said it was, it's relatable. We can all put our, we can put ourselves there. We've all been that way, been in that position with her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the big idea of the whole message was that when we like when we follow Jesus, right? When we see him as who he's supposed to be, we follow him. We we see ourselves different, and then we see people different, right? Right. And I think, and then what that the whole what that whole show's doing is giving us the ability to see different. Mm-hmm. I, I just you know I think yeah. that might be what it's doing. But that was your big idea, right? So which is the whole topic of identity, right? which is almost the whole story of the Bible, right? It's this idea of getting your identity back that was taken from exactly. us, right? Exactly, because we see in the story how this woman uh, saw herself as broken and rejected, messed up, un- unworthy, Yeah. and yet Jesus didn't see her that way. He chose to reveal himself as the Messiah to her. Yes. And I love the way it's put in the chosen. I came all the way out here in the middle of the day just to meet you. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. That God loves us that much. Yeah. And, and, and that is the story of us. That's when we follow Jesus, you know, we begin right where we are. It's a come as you are invitation. Right. But as we begin to follow, he begins to change the way we th- think about ourselves yeah. and about other people. And so around here, we call that, you know, finding freedom. Yeah. So the idea is that the people of Israel came out of Egypt uh, and God delivered them with a strong hand. Right. And when we get saved, we're also delivered through the strong hand of Jesus through his death and resurrection. But now we got to get Egypt out of us. And we got to start thinking like sons instead of slaves. Right. She thought of herself as as unworthy of God's love and God's grace. And Jesus this whole story is about Jesus revealing to her, I love you. You're yeah. made in my image. Other people may see you as a Samaritan, a right. woman, 
an other, an outsider, yeah. but I see you as my daughter. Mm. And when you and I begin to see, see ourselves that way, everything changes. For sure. And I, it's so, I love it because it, this is, it's the, the moment when she saw him right is when she saw herself right. Like right. everything changed. Yeah. And I because feel like so many people here. have the wrong view of God. Yeah. God's down on me. God hates me. You know, why did God do this right. to me? And and when she saw him for who he actually is and how uh, he felt and how what his perspective of her was, right. that changed her view of herself. Right. So would you say that maybe because identity is a thing that I, exists in all age groups, you know, working with students, it's one of the number one things we get requests to talk about. Mm hmm. And, I, and, and it's obvious in that age group because they are trying to figure out who they are and what they're going to be about, and all of that is a big deal. So like especially as they get there in middle school and at the end of high school, those are two really pivotal moments for them to decide those things. Mm -hmm. But I found that adults, we struggle with this, this, this idea of who we are too, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think you see it in the culture and, well, I'm going to go this way and I'm going to believe this and then I'm going to dress like this and I'm going to go, I'm going to do this. And a lot of times we attach our identity to our jobs. Uh, we attach our identity to our accomplishments, men for sure. Um, you know, we can attach ourselves to our kids and these become we our We can identity. attach ourselves to our sickness. A hundred percent. To our depression. Yeah. To our past. Right. There's a lot of things. And, and that's where uh, the enemy lies to us. Right. The past his greatest, thing, huge. His greatest weapon against us as followers of Jesus is he's a liar. Yeah. And he says, hey, you're not worthy. Or, right. hey, you did this. Uh, you're guilty. You're condemned. Uh, I was in a small group this morning with a bunch of guys, and I was asking them, hey, what's the lie the enemy uses against you? What's the number one? And more often than not, they said, my past. Yeah. He's always bringing up my past. Yeah. Telling me, hey, why are you, why do you think you can lead anything? Why do you think you can do anything? Right. Good? And because he's a liar. Yeah. And that's how he, tr he wants to, he wants us to be identified as less than, and God wants us to identify as covered with the grace and the kindness that's of good. God. That's good. I would say that's mine too. Yeah. If the biggest lie he's telling me is, is absolutely you're unqualified because of what you did. Isn't it amazing that he can't come up with anything new? I mean, he's, yeah. <laughs> and yet we struggle still. We do. But uh, that's where, again, we come back with the truth. Right. So I got to replace the lie with the truth. Well, if the enemy says my past, uh, you know, hey, what about your past? You say, well, the Bible says that uh, in Christ, everything is new. Yeah. Old things are passed away. Yeah. That's not an opinion. That's the truth. That's yeah. what God's word says. Right. And the truth sets me free. Isn't, what's that, is it called the Apostles' Creed where it says uh, my my past is, my past is redeemed, my my present is secure. No, my present makes sense and my future is secure. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I am a disciple of Jesus. No, but yeah. which one's that? That's one? a great confession. Yeah, I don't know though. what that one is. Yeah. But anyway, but the idea is, yeah. And you, but it's like, um, oh gosh, was it Greg Ford? He said, you got to take your thoughts captive and make them obedient exactly. to Christ. But you can't do that if you don't know what Christ says about exactly. you, right? Yeah. And that comes to the following Jesus changes the way you see others. I think, would you, and you tell me, would you say that for us, one of the best ways to get into this mindset of knowing who we are because we follow Jesus is reading the Bible. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, because the Bi- the Bible testifies about itself. Yeah, that it's truth. Yeah, that it's God's word. That in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So we were talking about Jesus. Right. Jesus testifies about himself in John fourteen. I am the way, the truth. I am the truth. And so the more time I spend with the truth, Jesus, the word of God, the more my mind becomes exposed to the truth right. and the lies that the enemy is telling me gets exposed. Right. And I realize, hey, I'm not who the enemy says I am. I'm who God says I am. That's good. And, it, and again, it changes not just the perspective I have of myself, right. but it changes how I see other people. Well, it's like I can't know what he thinks about me if I don't know what he thinks about me, right? Exactly. Um, so let me ask this. The, we're on identity. And the, one of the number one questions, I bet if we did a survey, I bet you there's one out there already. Uh, number One of the number one questions I imagine a person asks throughout their whole life is, who am I? What do I stand for? Like, who am I? What identifies me? Right? right. Who do I identify as? In fact, one of the number one issues in our culture right now is gender identity and sexual identity. And all of that is... It's all about identity, though. It's not a choice or a preference or a or a habit or it's not that. It's a they're calling it an identity. So we could see that, right? Or identify as this, right? I, I identify, identify as yeah. right. Yeah, it's never I believe or I. It's I identify as. And would you say we're asking the wrong question? It was it was asked to me this way, so I'm asking you: Is are we asking the right question as Christians to go, God, who am I? Should we instead be saying, God? Who are you? Because if if we if based off what your big your big idea was is when we figure out who he is, we then figure out who we are, mm-hmm. and then we can see other people for who they are as well. Well, again, the the idea that I was trying to expound is that the more time I spend hanging out with Jesus, so this campaign is called Forty Days with Jesus, yeah. and it's the premise: What if I hung out with Jesus every day for forty days? Would that change me? And the answer is yes. Because the more I hang out with him, read his word and worship and pray, the more I begin to see the way he sees, right. the, more, the way I understand myself and other people the way he does. Right. So I like to put it this way. A disciple thinks as Jesus thinks. Yeah. And so we're getting our minds right, our perspective right. And so when I get, when I watch him, when I see him and I see him clearly for who he is, that changes, you know the way I think because right. I want to think like him now. Right. And so, uh, again, that doesn't just change me and how I perceive myself. It also changes how I see other people. Which has to happen. Yeah. Well, because, again, the enemy wants to divide us. Yes. You know, based on race or gender or uh, background right. or social economic status. Right. You know, it, it probably starts <laughs> way before junior high, but in my day, it started junior high. You know, you right. got these cool people over here. You got the kind of nerds over here. You got this person, you know, he always wants to separate us. Yeah. And God is the opposite. God is one. Right. Deuteronomy four, six, hero Israel, the Lord, your God is one. Yeah. And so God created us to be one and he created men as an expression of his glory. He created women as an expression of his glory. He created Caucasians and uh, African Americans and Hispanic and Asian, all of them right. were all created to be an expression of the glory of God. Right. But, as one. Right. And that's why the enemy fights that so, so hard. Because unity is, is... Unity yeah. is powerful. Right. And when we dwell together in unity, like the Bible says, right. there's a blessing. There's power there. Right. And that's how we know what's going on in the culture right now. 
is anti-Christ. Yeah. It's a spiritual issue because right. trying to divide. Yeah. And how many people have said it in 2020? We've never been more divided than we are now because yeah. we've never been more affected by this spiritual right. oppression of Antichrist than we are right now. So as followers yeah, so of true. Jesus, we got to re- we got to be opposite. We got to be right. anti Antichrist. Right. We got to yeah. be opposite the Antichrist, which is the spirit of Jesus. You know, I see Jesus saw the woman at the well. You know, she was a woman. So in that day, that sh- women were looked upon as property and no rights, and a, a man couldn't even speak to a woman right. in public. And then she was a Samaritan, which there were racial issues between yeah. Jews and Samaritans. I mean, think about the fact that uh, Jews weren't supposed to drink from the same bucket or vessel as a Samaritan. Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> How about in the South years ago? It's awful. You know, black people couldn't drink from the same fountain as whites. Yeah. That's 2000 years. It's even, it's as old as sin. Yeah. And again, we're just keep repeating the same thing. And Jesus said, Hey, give me a drink. Right. When he asked her that question, give me a drink. He was breaking every barrier of gender and race and saying, that was way more loaded. Yeah. Yeah. It it was one of the most powerful. That's a loaded question of all time. And I think it reminds us too, that, we have to be intentional right. about reaching reaching outside our own circle. Right. Because Jesus went out of his way. He went through Samaria to meet this woman That's in right. the middle of a hot day to meet this woman. Guess what? If you and I are going to be like Jesus and we're going to see people the way see the, the way God sees them, right. I got to get outside my comfort zone. I got to stick out my hand and say, hey, my name is Wayne. What's yours? Can I can I ask about you? Right. Tell me about yourself. Right. Tell me about your family. You know, when somebody not like me, somebody doesn't look like me, somebody doesn't vote like me, right. there's power in that when yeah. I see other people through the eyes of Jesus. That's so good. And I think about like, and you were saying it is the question of what can you get me something to drink was so much more loaded because of the context and then even just even the fact that he went there to see her i know in and you probably know this too is in the studies from where he was baptizing to there that's 23 miles roughly mm-hmm. to walk wow and that's it was a, hot that's a long way man yeah walking yeah and then i something i never caught i mean obviously because a lot of the stories in the bible are not chronological in order you don't realize this. He's the first person that he revealed himself as the Messiah to. And you're going, he walked 23 miles in the desert to meet this seemingly broken, messed up woman that nobody else wanted to be with to tell her that she, that he's the Messiah first. Mm-hmm. That just gives me all kinds of hope. You sure. know, that it's like you said, we put ourselves in our story and you go, I messed up too. That means he can still and wants to use us, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like you said, is we need to be intentional about, because I think, and you're right, Satan's done the same thing over and over and over again, year after year, to divide people. Mm -hmm. The easiest thing is to make us look at each other and go, well, we're different, so we can't. Right. But we're not, you know? I mean, we are, but we're not, that's on purpose. Right. Because together, we make a whole unit, you know? Um, And I, I think you were talking about it, you were saying we need to be intentional, and I thought about uh, Mr. Rogers, you remember the show? Yeah, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Are you old enough to remember oh, that? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I was super okay. young, but my yeah. dad had it I on all the time. I remember Mr. Rogers, and he and I think you've talked about it before too. But the episode where he brought, I think it was the mailman. Was it the mailman? And they went and sat and they put their feet in the pool because together because they weren't supposed to do that as being white and black. Mm-hmm. I just love that picture because that's called being intentional, right? 
And not only is he not only is he changing outside, you know, his personal sphere of influence, he uses his platform to to do something nobody else was doing. But it, I think the same is true for us as Christ followers, is Christ was doing something to influence change. And I think we all have to ask ourselves, what stereotypes do I have about people not like me? Right. You know, what lies am I believing about that person? Right. And I'm a and, and I'm imposing on that person because they're a man, because right. they're a woman, because they're old, because they're young. Right. Because their skin is a different color of right. melanin than mine. Their beliefs are different. You know, and so I think if there's one thing that the last year ha- has shown is that we have to be quick to listen. Yeah. Slow so to speak. And slow to become angry. So yeah. I got I got to be quick and and very much on purpose. Reach out to people not like me and say, "Hey, tell me about you. Right. Tell me about your struggles. Tell me about what's going on in your life," because that creates uh, an awareness. Hey, guess what? Right, you're more like me than I thought. Because you are. Because we are. This message was so good on so many levels. I think the relatability of the Samaritan woman. And it's always good to be relatable to the broken person, I think. I think it's a humbling reminder that we're not perfect. As Christians, you know, we get to the sense of, yeah, I'm better than, you know, because I have it and you don't, you know? Well, and that's the next story that I'm oh, going to be sharing is the woman <laughs> caught in adultery. Because when I follow Jesus, awesome. I don't just see myself differently. I don't just see other people differently. I see other people's sin differently. Mm. And the idea is grace and truth. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Well, there's your sneak peek, guys. Coming up, the the woman caught in adultery. Probably my second favorite story in there. <laughs> uh, pretty much if it's about messed up people, I'm in. Because <laughs> I am. Uh, but no, thank you so much for this Sunday. You were. I was, yes. Well, I like to think that I still am and still need, so I don't have to, I don't ever walk away from Jesus thinking I got it all together. Well, because of Jesus, you do. I am. Well, it's, yeah, but it's all on him, I'm not disi- on me. I'm discipling you right <laughs> you now. You are, right here on the yeah, podcast. Right. Pastor Wayne's good at giving me the right thinking. It is. But well, we're all, it's all a process. It's yeah. a journey, yeah. you know, of always growing and always right. learning who I am in Jesus. And it's not about how I feel. And, and it's not, it's not about what even is in reality right now. I'm going to go back to your favorite part of that first message. He called Peter, you will be. Yeah, that's so good. You will be. And so that's what he says to yeah. us. You are becoming, you, you will be. It's good. Who I want you to be. I love it. Well, that was good. I'm going to go back and listen to this one a couple of times. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Pastor Wayne, thank you so much thank for you, Sunday man. and today. Thank you. Um, guys, make sure you like, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends. Uh, be looking on social media for some additional resources regarding the podcast coming soon. But until next week, we will see you later.